Hey, welcome into TCAM Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Tracewell. This podcast, we talk about sports events, topics, and players. Come follow our Facebook and Instagram page. Facebook is TCAM's Sports Podcast, and the Instagram page is TCAM underscore sports underscore podcast. Shows will be posted when they go live, and even some bonus episodes will be posted during the week. Normal episodes are posted Fridays at 5. Comment your thoughts on the shows. Leave some topics you would like for me to discuss on the show. Thank you for tuning in. Now on to the episode. Welcome back to Sports Talk Saturday with Matt DeLong. Today, we are going to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and highlight some of the NHL playoff series coming. First day of the NBA playoffs on Saturday, interesting series overall. 76ers, Nets, Boston Celtics, Atlanta Hawks, New York Knicks, Cleveland Cavaliers, and Warriors and Kings. Some pretty good games. We talked about on last episode that the 76ers would be pretty dominant which they were. Celtics would be dominant, which they were. Knicks and Cavs, close all the way through. Warriors and Kings, close all the way through. Definitely the two best series from day one and going to be the two best series in round one of the NBA playoffs. For Sunday's matchup, the Lakers-Grizzlies, Heat-Bucks, Clippers-Suns, Timberwolves-Nuggets. Interesting playoff series overall. Matt, what do you think, man? I haven't been watching a bunch of basketball. Actually, this week, I really haven't since it all started. You got a particular favorite matchup? Yeah, the Clippers and the Phoenix. I want to see the Suns do well. I've already said that. I like the Suns. I think it's going to be a good game. I also want to see the Celtics over the Hawks, too. So, I think the Celtics will completely dominate the Hawks. Oh, hands down. They're, the Celtics are phenomenal. You know what, thinking about the playoffs and thinking about the play-in, and of course I don't like the play-in tournament, but the Chicago Bulls, I just want to highlight, played the Miami Heat for the eighth spot in the play-in tournament. They scored all the way to 91 points with four minutes left in the game and didn't score one single point the rest of the game. And that's how Miami is now in the playoffs playing the Bucs. That's pathetic, and that's one of the worst performances I've ever seen by Zach Levine. In a basketball game. No points in the last four minutes. No. That is crazy. Like, the Miami Heat are not a very good basketball team. And I know constructively they have most of the same roster they've had since the 2020 season when they went to the NBA Finals and then they went to the Conference Finals versus Boston. And, of course, the way they've played the last couple years, I know that Miami could surprise people and be a dominant team. They don't look together. They don't really look interested in the game at all. And the fact of the matter is, people are wondering who it falls on. Does it fall on Pat Riley, Eric Spolster? Does it fall on the team overall? I think it all together, there's two people I can highlight. I think it falls, number one, on Eric Spolster. Based on you're the coach, and it's your job to motivate these guys. It's your job to put them in the best position to win. And the second person it falls on, and this person is the most reason between the two, is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is the leader of this team. You know, he's been with the squad for a while. 
you've got to motivate these guys to play basketball and play basketball better. Tyler Harrow is a good shooter. And then you have Kyle Lowry, who has been underperforming this year. Obviously, he had a big game in one of the playing games, but they didn't win against the Atlanta Hawks. Then you have Bam Adebayo, who's a good defender, good rebounder. Duncan Robinson, who's supposed to be a primary three-point shooter, but they haven't shot well from the three-point range at all this year. They're one of the worst teams at doing it. Kevin Love was added to that roster. His job was to get rebounds and benefit them on defense. The matter of the fact is, is that the Miami Heat aren't just a good basketball team. They don't play together. They don't play well together. They're not the same team they were the last couple of years. And what I mean by that is, roster-wise, they are playing together. They're not. And it's they're di- on the same page. No, it's disappointing, and there needs to be a change. Miami needs another superstar. They need somebody who's going to bring more to the table. And for me, I would love it to be Damian Lillard. I think he's the perfect candidate for this team. Because Jimmy Butler, we know his mentality is always winning and playing hard. Good defender. Bam Adebayo, good defender. Tyler Harrow, good shooter. If you added a Damian Lillard who can average 30-plus a game, and the way he shoots three-point ball, Miami would be back on top again. But for right now, going against the Milwaukee Bucks, Drew Holiday and Giannis are going to have a heyday on the Miami Heat. Which is sad. It is. And then... Like you said, you're talking about the Suns and the Clippers. This series had all the potential to be the best series. It did. But there's no PG-13. The Clippers can't win without PG. And the matter of the fact is, I talked about this a couple weeks ago with Will, that PG-13, in my own opinion, has underperformed for the Los Angeles Clippers. And I know he's been there a lot of time that Kawhi has not. But every time that Kawhi needs him to be there, he's not there. When he needs that second option to dominate with him, he's not doing it. That was the one thing you noticed when you watched Toronto, when Kawhi was there. Who was that second guy who dominated? Well, there really wasn't a second guy. There was Siakam and Kyle Lowry. Both of those dudes... And the reason I count Kyle Lowry in there is because Kyle Lowry was a big key to that championship team, the way he played. But Siakam, Pascal Siakam showed up every single game. If he wasn't scoring well, what did he do? Go to defense and rebounds. That's exactly what he did. He played his position well. Paul George, he's either on or he's not. And the fact of the matter is Kawhi Leonard can't rely on Paul George. And I don't think if it really mattered if he had Paul George that they would win this series. Because we know Devin Booker and Kevin Durant are going to shoot the lights out of it. Oh, yeah. They're going to bring the rain. And we know what Kawhi Leonard's made of. He's going to show up. We know that. We don't know what Russell Westbrook's going to do. I mean, he might show up or he might not. But he needs Paul, he needed prime Paul George. He needed that Paul George that was in Oklahoma City before he left for L.A. That's the Paul George he needed. That Paul George when he was in Toronto, when Kawhi was in Toronto, that was the best version we've ever seen of Paul George. He needs that guy more than ever. Will he get it when Paul George gets back? I doubt it. He's got he's hurt. I know he's a he, you know, he's a beneficial superstar to the team, but in a way I don't think he's played like a superstar. 
Now, how long is he out for his knee? Is just the first the, round? Well, they're doing like a day-to-day. They're doing a game-to-game type thing with him. So they don't know. He's not. He's been ruled out game one. What's that mean for the Clippers? What is their hopes? Guess who their hope falls in, everybody? Russell Westbrook. That's where the hope falls. Now, it would be so cool to see Russell Westbrook pop. If he could pop off in that series, match the energy with Kawhi Leonard. That would be a good game. They could prolong the series yeah. enough time for Paul George to be able to reinstate himself into the offense. Like I said, Paul George, for them to win a championship, he needs to play on another level. For them yeah. to get past the Suns, he needs to be a beneficial three-point shooter. That's all he needs to be for the Suns. But to win a championship, he's going to have to be a lot more than that. And the fact of the matter is, if Russell Westbrook can play to a high-caliber level, then we don't have to really worry as much about Paul George. But for right now, what we know, Kawhi Leonard's on his own. He's really on his own. Talk about the Timberwolves and the Nuggets. Could get interesting, could not. Um, I think the I think the Nuggets will take care of the Timberwolves easy. Rudy Gobert, two-time Defensive Player of the Year. I, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to benefit this team. Listen, I didn't get to say this on my show very much, but McDaniels, you got to be kidding me, this kid. Punches a wall. Break, fractures his hand before the play-in tournament. He is a beneficial key defensive piece for this team. And what was he so mad about? What could have he been so mad about between Kyle Anderson and Rudy Gobert that he had to punch a wall and fracture his hand and miss the rest of the season because of it? What can we expect for the Nuggets and Timberwolves? I'm looking about five, maybe five. Could be a sweep, honestly. It really could be. It could. I I could see a sweep in this one. Yeah, I could. I definitely could see a sweep. Lakers and Grizzlies could be an interesting matchup overall. I'm thinking it's going six. Maybe seven, depending. Everybody wants to talk about how good the Memphis Grizzlies are and how young they are. But without Steven Adams and Brandon Clark, the size of the Lakers is going to be hard on them. Lakers are also going to draw a lot of fouls in this series, I believe. And the one thing I'm not going to count out is LeBron James is still playing. Anthony Davis is still playing. If it was, if one of those two weren't in the, in the playoff right now, then I could say the Memphis for sure. Yeah. But those two guys are still playing. Can't count them out. Can't ever count them out. The two best series, will, obviously I said, was the New York Knicks and the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors and Sacramento Kings. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to announce that Darian Fox has arrived. He's arrived. He is special. 38 points in his playoff debut. Golden State was up 10 points most of the game. Him and Malik Monk, with Sabonis playing poorly, show up in this series. Malik Monk played great. For stats overall-wise, Darren Fox, 40 minutes played in this game. 38 points. 5 assists. 1 rebound. 4 of 8 from 3-point range. And he shot 27 shots and he made 13 of them. For Malik Monk, played 29 minutes in this game. 
8 of 13 from the field, 2 of 4 from three-point range, 32 points. Trey Lyles, big key piece in this series. He played 18 minutes, shot 8 field goals and made 6, 4 6 from three-point land. The Sacramento Kings won their first playoff game for the first time in 16 years. Mike Brown, what a what a great coach. Sacramento has looked super, super impressive. And I like what I saw from game one. I really do think it's going to be a seven series because Steph had a good chance of, you know, making the final shot. was a three-point shot. He almost made it. Bounced out of the rim. Yeah. I see it can definitely go seven games. But my problem with Golden State was they're pretty terrible on the road. They're 11-30, and 30, the worst team in the in the league on the road. And I like Sacramento at home. Plus, in all honesty, I like to see the young guys come in and kind of dominate. I've been waiting on De'Aaron Fox to get his moment, and his moment's finally arrived. I've, I've liked him ever since he was at Kentucky, and now that he's finally here and he's yeah. showing his skills to the world, yeah, it's impressive. Especially taking a team like Sacramento, who's been in a poverty situation for many years, to win a playoff game, I call that, you know, even to win a playoff game, I call that a victory for the season. To make it to the second round, you know, you're exceeding. To make it to the playoffs was barely making an expectation because nobody expected that. You're way exceeding if you beat the Golden State Warriors. It's going to go both ways. I think Golden State game take game two. I think that Sacramento has a chance to win in San Francisco, they need to win game three. Possibly need to, they need to win game three or four. There's no excuse there. But I think Sacramento has a good chance, to be honest with you, to win every single game at home, all the way to game seven. Yeah. Because Golden State really needs to steal one. But if Golden, if they go back to Golden State down two nothing, then Golden State takes. You know they play very very efficiently at home. They win two two. Go back to Sacramento. Sacramento goes up three two. Then you go to game six in Golden State. Golden State three three three, and we're talking about a game back in Sacramento for game seven. So this is going to be a fun series. Definitely tune in if you want to watch game two Monday ten p.m. It'll be a great game. Knicks and Cavs. I'm a I'm a mix emotions about this series. I picked Knicks in seven. I did it on the countdown. I picked the Knicks. I said they were going to win this series. And, my lord, the Dallas Mavericks made a mistake. They let Jalen Brunson walk out the door. 27 points against the Cavs. Julius Randle, 19 points. Josh Hart, on a playoff debut, 17 points and 10 rebounds off the bench. This team showed up. They really did. Now, Donovan Mitchell showed up. Darius Garland played well. Jared Allen played well. Their bench for the New York Knicks showed up. And they played well. Team stats, 51 rebounds by the New York Knicks. 38 by the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, overall, if you look at the stats all the way down the middle... They're even. It's pretty even, yeah. They're even. It's going to get about as even as it gets. These are the two fun series you're going to want to watch in the first round of the NBA playoffs. 
The only reason I call them the fun series is because the Celtics are going to win in four games. The 76ers are win in five games. The Lakers will be a fun series. The Nuggets will probably win in four or five games. You think four or five? For the Nuggets? I think they'll do it in four. Yeah, I think they'll do it in four. I, it's either four or five. Yeah. It just depends on how Anthony Edwards plays in one of those games. I mean, if Rudy Gobert plays well on Jokic and Anthony Edwards pops off, then I can't distribute they'll win one game. Yeah. But I, I, want, I want to say the Clippers and the Suns is going to be a fun series. Without Paul George, I just don't see it. I, I, I can't expect Russell Westbrook to do what we think what we want slide. Russell Westbrook to do. No. I, I can't expect that. And we know what Kevin Durant's made of. Kevin Durant, when healthy, is probably the best player on the planet. I mean, a lot of people talk about him being the best player on the planet. Do I think he's the best player on the planet? No. no. Who do you think is the best player on the planet? I mean, there's a lot to choose from. I mean, there's so many good players in the NBA. It's, it, it would be hard to pick the best player. It really would. I mean, I know a lot of people would say Embiid. There's people that say Jason Tatum. And then you have people that are going to say LeBron James is the best. But I think the best player in the world is Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Greek freak. I mean, the guy is sensational. Putting his team... If the I was going with anybody, I'd go Tatum. Tatum? I, I, I would, personally, yeah. That's a, that's a fair, reasonable, you know... Jason Tatum's a phenomenal basketball player. He really is. I attach myself to Giannis because he won an MVP, an NBA Finals, and a Defensive Player of the Year all in the same year. And won a Finals MVP. There's only a couple people in history that have ever done that. One of them is Michael Jordan. Yeah. To do that on that level, to be down 2-0 to the Suns, by the way, he was injured in that NBA Finals and win four straight games. He also shot 19 free throws in in game six, which he had never made that many free throws before in his career. The guy... Is so electric, and to take a team like that with, you know, you look at the NBA today, what is the NBA made of? There's always two superstars or three on one team. Yeah, you're right. I like Chris Middleton. I wouldn't say he's a superstar. I like Drew Holiday. I wouldn't say he's a superstar. Giannis is a superstar. Yeah, I, yeah he is. He, so, that, they surrounded that team with a great supporting cast. I'd say they're stars. You could you could look at the Lakers right now. Anthony Davis is a superstar. LeBron James is a superstar. Look at Golden State. Steph, Clay. I know people say Clay is not a super. Yeah, that yeah right. Clay Clay Thompson's a superstar. He's one of the best three point shooters in history, and he's a great defensive player. Yeah. Then you can talk about the Nuggets. Jokic is a superstar. Michael Porter's Michael Porter's growing into a superstar. Aaron Gordon's a star. Jamal Murray's a star. Contavious Caldwell Pope is a great three point shooter. Good supporting cast, but they haven't won a championship yet. So if you really look around the league, what team has had one superstar, two decent stars, and won a championship recently? Nobody. I mean, look at the Phoenix Suns. Devin Booker's a superstar. Kevin Durant's a superstar. Chris Paul's a point god. I mean, I just I picked Giannis based on the fact that 
he can he can do it all, but also he doesn't really, he's not a shooter. He's so physical. He drives to the lane all the time. He's averaging thirty points a game this year. I don't know. That that's my that's my you know the best player in the world who I think I he captured for me he captured the title of the best player of the world when he won the championship against the Suns. Yeah. Uh, now Kevin Durant, great defensive player, great shooter. He's the, he's a superstar who could fit on any team anywhere and play any role. KD can be anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's phenomenal. LeBron James will be the second greatest player to ever live. But right now where he's at and you know missing his time during the season, it doesn't really consider him at that level right now. He's still a superstar, just not a top three, you know, best player in the world at the moment. Joel Embiid, he's incredible. 76ers are a great team. Now the, the biggest test for the 76ers is can they beat Boston? Because they're going to have to play Boston in the second round. I don't, I don't think so. They I lost. think the Celtics will book them. They played four games against Boston this year and won, and won one out of four. And the game they won, Joel Embiid scored 52 points. And they won by two points. And that's with Jason Tatum having a bad night. I just don't see it. The NBA playoffs could get interesting, honestly. There are going to be a lot of good series. The second round and the conference finals would be definitely something to talk about. We'll see where we are at that point and who has made it and who has not. For the NHL, NHL playoffs start tomorrow. Got a couple good teams. There's going to be some good games. There really is. Obviously, the 65-win Boston Bruins. 65 and 12 on the season, an all-time record. Playing the Panthers, you have the Ireland Islanders and the Hurricanes. Hurricanes should win that series. The Wild and the Stars could get interesting. That could be an interesting about an even series there. You have the Kings and the Oilers. Look out for the Oilers. That's gonna be another good series too. Mm-hmm. The Oilers could in, could be interesting. They could be somebody in the Western Conference who show up later on in the later rounds. For the other side for the Tuesday matchups, this is all the other teams that are in the playoffs. The Rangers and the Devils. The New Jersey Devils and the New York Rangers could be a definitely an interesting series. Okay. Could go seven seven games I here. I think that will be a seven game. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Maple Leafs could also be another interesting series in the Eastern Conference. Could go seven series. The Golden Knights will beat the Jets. The Avalanche, Colorado Avalanche, are a are a pretty good team this year. But the Kraken, Seattle, Seattle Kraken, pretty. That's going to be a. This is going to be a series that. You know it, what? I, it might go all the way. You know what I like about the NHL, a little bit. A lot of the teams that make the playoffs are almost evenly matched, so there's yeah. more games that are could be close. Like yeah. the only definite one we could definitely say it's not going to be close is the Bruins and the Panthers. And the Bruins are running. Yeah, and maybe the Hurricane and the Islanders. Outside of those, everybody else is kind of in contention. Everybody else could win some games. They could be interesting. They could good, some games, yeah. They could be a good series all around. This will be my first time watching NHL playoffs. If you want to watch NHL playoffs, the good benefit about it is almost every game is on ESPN. So if you have the ESPN app or you have like ESPN Plus or you have ESPN uh, connected with your cable or whatever – you can watch almost every game on there. If 
they're all on either ESPN or TBS, if I, if I remember right. Yeah, the only game that's on, the first two days, the only game that's on TBS is the Rangers and Devils. Yeah. Everybody else is on ESPN 1 and 2. So, if you're wanting to watch the Islanders Hurricanes, ESPN, at seven, ESPN 2 at 7 p.m., Panthers Bruins, ESPN on 7.30, Wild and Stars, ESPN 2 at 9.30, Kings and Oilers, 10 p.m. ESPN. These are all the Monday games. Tuesday, the New York Rangers versus the New Jersey Devils, 7 p.m. on TBS. Tampa Bay Lightning, the Toronto Maple Leafs, 7.30 on ESPN. The Jets and the Golden Knights, ESPN 2, 9.30. And the Colorado Avalanche and Seattle Kraken, 10 p.m. ESPN. On two, Those are all the Tuesday games. So those are your, you know, and those are your NHL playoffs. The cool thing is about the NHL that I noticed, you you realize that the NBA, they start in the first round, right? Everybody, you know, you start with four teams here, four teams here. And then it goes to like two games this day, two games that day, and then they skip a couple days and then two games this day. With the NHL, all the games that I listed on Monday and all the games I listed on Tuesday will reoccur again on Wednesday. So the Monday games will be again on Wednesday Tuesday games again on Thursday, and then it goes back to the same on Friday. Yep. So it just repeats itself every other day for each each day that you want to watch. So that is the most beneficial thing that I think has come out. Now, there are a couple games for NHL on TNT, which is surprising because TNT really picks up a lot of NBA games. They, they especially do NBA playoffs, but ABC is also involved with that too. So they also get their hands on it too. Like I said... Going to be a couple good series, couple good games. Uh, first time watching NHL playoffs? Well, I guess you're going to be joining me because it's my first time watching them too. I'll tell you now, the game to watch out for is going to be the Seattle Kraken. It really is. And the Avalanche. That's going to be the series to watch and look out for. You know, I guess we can highlight on something for a second. I, th- I, I think it'd be really cool if Seattle brought the Supersonics back. Like, think about it. They have a football team. They have a baseball team. They have a hockey team. Why can't they have a basketball team? I mean, I'm not gonna be mean, ladies and gentlemen. And this is this is something I don't understand. How does Oklahoma City have a bigger market than Seattle? Answer that question for me. What other professional team do they have? What other professional team does Oklahoma City have? None. No. Not one. So how does Seattle's market not bigger than Oklahoma City? Like, I want to know what the reason the move was for <laughs> the Supersonics owner. Why would he go from here to here on a business thing? I just feel like it would, you would you draw more attention in Seattle. And obviously, by the way, I don't care what anybody says. Supersonics has a cool name. That's a cool name now. Listen, Seattle has some of the coolest names. The Mariners, the Seahawks, the Kraken. The Kraken's the, the coolest. Yeah, the Kraken's the coolest. That's the coolest one. And the Supersonics, though. I mean, listen, those are some cool names. Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, really? Like, I, I don't know. I just think that I think it'd be cool to have it back in Seattle. I definitely think that'd be awesome. Uh, I know Oklahoma City is, you know, the home. You know, obviously they made the NBA Finals in Oklahoma City, too. Obviously, I've had some really, really good teams in Oklahoma City, but I just, I wish it was back in Seattle.
But yeah, like Matt said, watch out for the Seattle Kraken. Going to definitely be a fun series. Rangers, Devils, going to be a fun series. That's going to be that's a close to home for both teams. That's going to be a I think that's going to be a good one too. Yeah, I think we're both going to definitely be watching some of these games. And we come back on here next week. We'll talk about where we're at in the NBA playoffs, and we'll talk about where we're at in the NHL playoffs. So I don't think there's much else to highlight, Matt. No, I think you said everything this week. Yep. So. We will see you guys next Saturday at 11 a.m. See you guys later.